Welcome back to How to Start a Podcast, the podcast about how to start a podcast. This is episode 10. We are now launching a podcast. I'm Jalon. I'm Alvin. And yeah, like Jalon said, we're going to launch your podcast in this episode. If you've been following along, you're about to launch your show and we're super excited. So uh, let's dive into episode 10. Contrary to popular belief, launching is not just hitting send, submit, publish. Launching is a whole thing. It's a whole spiel. It should be if it's done right. So we're going to get into some of the logistics of successfully launching your podcast. Tip number one, don't trip at the finish line. You're almost there, right? Like you you are there. And so let's just make sure all the work that you've put in doesn't go to waste. Yeah. To be clear, our outline actually says don't tip at the finish line. Also applicable. <laughs> don't tip now, <laughs> but also don't trip. It is easy for people to go through the entire process and get to here. And that's when stuff starts feeling real and you start kind of doubting yourself and you're like, I just need to like launch this thing. And a lot of times people kind of like overhype this step. So we're going to talk about ways to overhype this step and underhype this step to actually get launched. But don't be the person who gets stuck here. Let's get this podcast out to the world because we're going to get so much better as we're actually going through and we're doing this stuff. There are a couple strategies to do this well. So let's just hop into some of the strategies for launching successfully. There's two strategies that I like. The one is the grand opening. This is like roll out the red carpet, go and do PR, tell everybody you can. Uh, you actually submit your show to Apple to say, hey, can I get into new and noteworthy you are going out and trying to get press and different magazines and online publications. You're spending money to get this podcast out to the world. That is definitely one big strategy that a lot of the biggest shows use. The downside of that is it's intimidating. There's a lot of planning, especially when you're brand new. You're like, I've recorded three episodes, but I was learning a lot along the way. I feel a little silly sending this out to Apple saying, hey, can I be a new and noteworthy when I know it's just two interviews that I did at home with my Samsung Q2U. It's easy for that to be a little intimidating. There is another strategy, but anything else you wanted to say about the grand opening, Jalon? Only that it's not the only way yeah. to launch. You know, as we started talking, like when you said a lot of people don't get past this step because it starts to feel real. And I want to say, yeah, it starts to feel real vulnerable, you mm. know, that I'm about to put this idea, this thing that had been living in my mind out in the world and how will it be received? And so if you're in that space, you can feel like, oh, now I got to go, you know, be out here and telling people about my podcast to launch. There's only one way to launch. And that's not true. And so I'm really excited for you to talk about the second launch strategy. The second one I call the soft open, and this comes from the world of restaurants. A lot of times when a new restaurant launches, they will say like the big launch is on April 7th, but actually on April 4th and 5th and 6th, they are open and it's called the soft open. And this is where you think that you know what everything that goes into launch, starting this restaurant, you've got all of the menu done, you have hired everybody. And then you start just opening the doors. You don't put out a big sign. You just have the doors unlocked. And a few people walk by and they open the door and they're like, hey, are you open? You're like, yeah, come on in. And they come in and they order and you're pretty much the restaurant is dead. But those few people that came in 
help you work through a lot of issues. Sometimes uh, you will actually just see family and friends of the people who own the restaurant or working there are the ones you're inviting, but you get like a pretty small group. And then people are like, hey, I want to order this dish. And they are actually figuring out like, oh, no, the chefs don't know how to make that dish yet. Oh, we need a trade on that. Oh, can I get more ice? Oh, the ice machine doesn't actually work the way we thought it did. And it needs to be serviced before we have the big opening. You're working through all of the kinks that are in this starting a restaurant business. Well, with podcasting, it can be super intimidating to do the grand open because I know there's a lot of stuff for me to work through. I kind of have the interview stuff down, but it's not perfect. And I want a little more practice before I start really putting myself out there. We'll then do the soft open. Don't put out the sign that says podcast starting today. Just push podcast out into the world and don't tell anybody and let the two or three or 10 people find the podcast and then try to see like, okay, how's this working for me? How does this fit into my lifestyle? Are people enjoying it? And if they are, then you can start putting the promotional efforts behind it because you were able to, I think, succeed in a lower pressure environment before you felt the confidence to make maybe up the pressure. Definitely. And I will say that I took the soft, open approach when I launched my podcast. I definitely was like, I'm going to publish this and my mom knows and my mom just posted and told the world, but I'm not necessarily posting and telling the world. And to be stepping out and starting a podcast was very vulnerable for me. And so that kind of gave me the confidence to not like tip at the finish line and not put it out at all. <laughs> <Tip> you know, <laughs> I was like, right, I'm going to put it out there and it's going to be quiet and I'll tell my friend and my parents that's it. And that gave me the confidence to just go ahead and hit publish, right? And to show up, period. A lot of what's happening here, I think we used to have something on the blog about this. Maybe it might not be there anymore, but it was about imposter syndrome. And it's very common right before you're hitting publish to have these feelings of inadequacy or if only I could get better. Or who am I to do this thing? Yeah. Everyone's going to think I'm a fraud. Mm -hmm. People are going to think it's a complete joke that I have a podcast about this. I've only been doing this thing for a few years. I'm not the expert. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that everybody I've ever known, unless somebody's like a complete narcissist, feels this to some extent. We feel this sense of inadequacy. We feel this like, ah, there's already a podcast about marketing. Do we need a second? And, oh, there's already a podcast about this thing. It's kind of my topic is similar to this one. And what is important to remember is like your podcast and your voice and what you're saying is valuable, even if it's similar to what other people are saying, because you have a different personality, you have a different perspective, and you are bringing something different to the table. So even if two podcasts are similar, they could both be podcasts about science fiction books and reviews, but one podcast may actually connect with people who like certain types of sci-fi books and a different podcast might be talking about the different sci-fi books and maybe they have different opinions. More than two people can have podcasts about this very specific book review niche. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are feeling that, I hope that what you hear from us is like, I definitely felt that putting out podcasts. I mean, I think like, did you experience this too, Jalon? Absolutely. That's why I did the soft open. <laughs> yeah. And I would also say, like, it's part of the process to kind of go like who, not part of the process, but you're not special, right? Like, we are all going through this moment of like, oh, I'm about to, I'm on the precipice of something new and different. And I feel something in that. And so it's not unusual to doubt yourself. It's not 
you know, unusual to feel like, well, who am I to do this? You know, but I would say it is also a, a good sign that this is the threshold to, to cross over, right? Like you were saying, like, we've all felt this, but you want to be the person that pushes past it. And then the other thing I would say is that your voice is as unique as your thumbprint, right? No two people have the same thumbprint. I think that's still a fact in the world. <laughs> um, but, you know, to think, well, there's a podcast about this. People are talking about this. You know, who am I to admit? I'm not an expert. All that kind of stuff is just noise. You have something to add because you are unique. And just like Alvin was saying, even if you're both talking about wrestling, you're going to come with your different histories and perspectives and likes and dislikes. And one person may be real, you know, straight up and down. And the person might be goofy and silly and put background noises. You have something unique to bring and we need your voice. So definitely go ahead and do the thing. I can tell you, like, I had specific feelings of specific people. And I was like, these people who I don't even know, like, don't even really talk to, but just people on Facebook. If I posted, hey, just started a podcast on this, that like friends from college or friends from law school would be like, this guy's doing a podcast now? Like, what is gone wrong in his life that he's doing a podcast? <laughs> and so I don't think it's weird if you're having similar feelings and if you're having those similar doubts. But that is a way for us to kind of protect ourselves. We're like, oh, I really don't want to be critiqued. So maybe I'll just not even say anything because then I definitely won't get critiqued. The thing is that you hold yourself back from doing the thing that you want to do, which is share your voice. And so the soft open, like we kind of talked about, is really a nice way. To ease on out there. Yeah, just put it out. And it's actually kind of cool that your podcast won't get tons of views and tons of listens in the beginning. Instead, it's going to be kind of flying under the radar for a bit. And that's kind of a cool thing because you can start getting more comfortable with it. And then people will see your podcast maybe a year from now and be like, dang, you've been podcasting for a whole year. Wow. You've really been doing something cool. I'm excited to check it out. So if you feel like you don't like the sound of your voice or you're doubting whether or not you have the authority or legitimacy to start a podcast, remember you have a different perspective, just share it. And do the thing that you want to do. And don't worry about what other people are going to think about what you create. And I think we've said this also before. You've got to begin to begin. I was smirking when Alvin was talking about just put just put it out there because consistently my first episode is like in my top five most listened to. And I have no idea why people do that. <laughs> but I can tell the difference from when I started to where I am now. And growth will happen, you know, and you just got to be OK being a beginner. You don't start off as an expert. No, nobody ever began as an expert. And so give yourself grace and just do it. You absolutely should just do it. Like, <laughs> do it. Just do it. Push the button. Do it. <laughs> so now that we have published our podcast mm -hmm. and we picked one of those strategies. Then we're done, right? We have nothing else to do. Well, you can be done. <laughs> the Should downside done? is that once you've done that, then you're going to start like maybe wanting four or five or 500 people to listen to your podcast. Or 500. You don't want to just stay. In the corner of the internet. No, the people, they need you. So in the beginning, we're nervous that too many people will see it. <laughs> now that we've actually launched, we're going, okay, now I'm a little nervous. Too few people are going to see this podcast and I want to get it out to the world. So let's talk about five marketing tips for the brand new podcaster. So like the soft open, there's kind of like a soft marketing strategy. And that's to share it with people who already like you. 
your friends and family, right? And what's really great about this is that one, they do already like you. So they're hopefully, they're not going to be as critical maybe as like a stranger on the internet leaving a review. They'll also give you really good feedback, but also they can be a really great army of promoters for your podcast, right? Um, so you can ask them to share it. You can say, hey, on your platforms, would you be cool? with Hey, this new podcast, so great. They're a really good resource, um, not just to hear it, to get your downloads up, but also to share it with their respective circles. Yeah. And what we're trying to do here is we're trying to get to like five people listening to our podcast, <laughs> maybe 10. And so think of, are there specific people that you want to share what you've made that you think they would be a good fit? They'd really enjoy this. These are the people that you talk to about these topics. Go in specifically one-to-one and say, hey, I just made this podcast. I'd love for you to listen to it and tell me what you think. And if they like it, they will subscribe. So number one, sharing with friends and family. Maybe we're up to five, maybe 10 downloads per episode. Mm -hmm. Next is sharing on social media. So one thing that I see a lot of people struggle with in the beginning is overwhelm and this feeling of like, I've got to do everything. And definitely one way to feel overwhelmed is to start social media accounts on every single platform for your podcast. Don't do that. If you have a unique name that the name is available everywhere and you want to go secure them, okay. But don't feel like you have to go and start posting on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and Snapchat and LinkedIn and blah, 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 blah. Buzzsprout, for years. And I want to say this is like seven years, maybe nine. After Buzzsprout was founded, I realized we not only were not posting on Instagram, we had not even registered the Buzzsprout domain oh, wow. or uh, sorry, the, the handle. It was mm -hmm. still available like years of us using Buzzsprout and having it out and lots of lots of customers. So don't feel like you've got to rush to get all of this and then just go and pick one, pick the one you're most comfortable with. If you live on LinkedIn, let's do your work on LinkedIn. If you think the audience for your podcast are people who are really active on Reddit, well then focus on Reddit. If it's a TikTok audience, then focus on TikTok. You know, pick what are you comfortable with and where do you think the audience is? And then let's hone in on one place for you to promote your episode. So if you, every time you put out an episode, make a couple pieces of content promoting it and share it on whatever platform you picked. It's so tempting to get on all of the platforms and overwhelm and burnout are coming for you quick when you do that. So I love that we really give people permission to only do one or two if they really want to do that. So the next one is to cross promote with other creators. This is really helpful because not only are you able to establish yourself if you decide to be a guest on a podcast as another expert, you get exposure to a group of other different people, and then you get exposure to maybe their social media platform audience people, right? So as you're promoting each other's content, you're hopefully guesting, guest starring, guest podcasting. You're going to be a guest on a show. You can be a guest on their show. You get access, exposure to their audience, which you may not have exposure to in your own lane. And then when they promote, that's a whole nother group of people potentially that you're also getting access to that you wouldn't have normally. So for instance, I'm part of a little podcasting group and promoting is one of those things that I don't love doing, but my friends in the group are like, hey, you know, if you ever need a guest, if we ever have a slot segment that you would fit really good on, 
come on the podcast. Oh, hey, you put on a new episode? Let's push that. Hey, guys, we're going to push this, push this. It's really, really great to cross-promote with other creators. I love trying to cross-promote with people who are not podcasting. So Ooh. find people that are doing similar type content but are on a different platform. So I've started a Dragon Ball Z podcast. We'll go to the top YouTube channel about Dragon Ball Z and one of the top blogs about Dragon Ball Z and one of the best Instagram channels that are posting this content and see if you can cross promote with them. I saw this work for a Supreme Court podcast I used to listen to. They were the number one Supreme Court podcast and they partnered with the number one Supreme Court blog. And so they would reference case materials that were on the blog and the blog embedded their episode and shared it. And they both grew quite a bit because it had the same audience, but they were presenting the information in different ways. And that allowed them to cross promote, you know, it wasn't zero sum and they weren't competing. Instead, they were both helping each other. So find somebody who you could work alongside of and say, Hey, do you want to have a podcast? Like, I'd love to do a podcast with you. Oh, well, I would love to also contribute to your YouTube channel in a helpful way. So see if there are creators that you could work with because you have the same audience and they would just be interested in getting more information in a different medium. All right. So our next strategy involves Facebook groups, which are actually a really nice place to market and grow podcast related relationships. What I see a lot of people do wrong is they get a podcast and then they think, well, I'll just troll through the Internet. Troll like not like not trolling, but like cruise through the internet like like a bolt like a boat trolling (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm just cruising through the internet and i'm finding groups and i'm like oh i have my dragon ball z podcast and now i have found the facebook group for dragon ball z and so i asked to be in the group and then i go and i go hey check out my podcast that i just made episode one everybody subscribe and then i leave and then I realized like episode two, I've already been kicked out of the group because you provided nothing of value. What you instead did was you showed up to a community that had been built around something and they were all contributing to each other into this sense of connection around a shared hobby. And you came in and said, why don't you all do something for me? And everyone said, no, thanks. But it is a great way to connect with people who are already organizing around your topic. So let's say I've got my Supreme Court podcast. Well, there probably is a Reddit page or a subreddit. There's Facebook groups. There are other communities built up around that topic. Now, the right way to engage them is to not just show up and start dropping links, is to show up and actually answer questions fully. Because if you are doing a podcast, you're probably an expert in this area. So when you see people ask questions like, hey, help me understand what's going on in this specific Supreme Court case. If you know, hey, I've actually thought through it. Here's what's happening. Full explanation. I actually go into more detail in this podcast episode if you're interested in listening. Now that's not just self-promotion. That's now helping the person who had a question. And that could work perfectly well for any number of podcasts. I've got a podcast about dog breeds and someone's confused about the difference between a cocker spaniel and a cockapoo or something. I don't know if these are actual dog names. They are. They are. <laughs> if you know, what's the difference between these two dog breeds? Oh, here's the difference and here's like the pros and cons of these two 
And here's a podcast episode about that. So don't just drop the episode. Instead, give people the exact information they want and then encourage and invite them to come check out more on the podcast. And I love that you gave an example because even in answering questions and how you participate, there is a right and wrong way, right? Like nobody likes to know it all or that person that's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't know this. Like there is a way to say I'm providing information and I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster. Come check this out. How you participate is just as important as not just dropping a link and dipping, you know? Yeah. One of the things I see a lot in groups, this is every internet group. Somebody asks a question and let's say I'm in a lot of Facebook or uh, podcasting groups. And let's say someone says, I'm confused about how to get listed in Spotify. How do I do that? And then people go, why don't you Google it or go to Spotify and submit, or they just drop the URL to a blog post that is helpful. And that is correct, but that's not what the person's actually asking for. What they're doing is they found this group and they're saying that because they actually want the connection. They want to talk to another human about this. And if they knew, they knew they could search this on Google and they could figure it out, but they wanted the connection with you. And now that they've asked for that connection, for you just to say, I talked about my podcast, why don't you go listen to it, isn't what they were hoping for. Instead of you give them what they're looking for. Oh, here's the explanation. And you're kind of asking questions back and you're having a dialogue. And then you say, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can. You're much more likely to convert them to listeners. So just remember, people are looking for different things. And if they're asking questions, they're probably looking for a little bit of a connection rather than just like copy and pasting the answer into the answer box. And then our last marketing tip is a little bit about ads, which can get sticky. But can you tell us what type of ads would you suggest kind of for a beginner? Yeah. So the best way to start with podcast ads is the podcast apps themselves. So there's people who try to do ads in Google or Facebook. And the confusing thing is that you don't know for sure that the people seeing the ads even care about podcasts. And to say like, hey, do you know what a podcast is? You know, I've got a podcast about baseball and I can tell that by your interest, you're interested in baseball. But now go to your phone, download this app, search for my podcast, find the podcast, click subscribe, do this whole process. And then you're listening to my show. The drop off rate is really high. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> but what does work is for people who are already in podcasts, they're already listening. So uh, one of the top apps that does this is Overcast is when I'm scrolling through Overcast, it says, oh, you're listening to podcasts about sports and you're listening to a sports podcast right now. Here's an ad for another sports podcast. It depends on the podcast. It could be, if it's a business or technology podcast, it could be pretty expensive, but if it's arts or humor, it might be quite a bit cheaper. So maybe a few hundred dollars, you will actually get a lot of subscribers because a lot of people will see it and click the podcast ad and start trying to listen to your podcast. So if you have money to put behind your podcast growth strategy, especially in the beginning when you're trying to get that first 100 listeners or so, uh, look up Overcast ads. We also have a blog post that lists every one of the podcast apps and which ones allow you to buy ads inside of those apps. Those are often a great way to jumpstart your podcast growth in the beginning because once you've got a few hundred people listening, then word of mouth and some feedback from your listeners are going to help you really escalate your podcast growth. Yes, such good tips. And as a beginner, right? So none of these things are 
going to be biting off more than you can chew as you start off. These are all really great strategies as you are trying to promote a brand new show. So we've talked about not tipping at the finish line, (laughs) the strategies you have for opening, soft or grand opening with all the fanfare and overcoming imposter syndrome. Travis, are there any resources that they can get into as they're getting ready to launch their podcast? Yeah, so I've got a couple of resources on the subject of launching your podcast, uh, two videos and a blog post. The first video is actually, ironically enough, Jalan wearing a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt talking about how to set up an Instagram account for your podcast. So we'll answer questions about should you have a personal account or a business account and what are all the assets that you need to get that set up, all that jazz. So if you know that Instagram is the social media platform that you want to start with, as far as social media marketing, that video is going to be super helpful to make sure you have everything you need to get started there. There's also a video where we identify six ways to promote a new podcast. There is a little bit of overlap from this podcast episode, but there's also some things in there that we didn't touch on. And so if you want to get even more ideas for ways to grow your show right out of the gate, that's a great video to watch. And then the blog that Albin mentioned, how to grow your podcast by advertising in podcast apps. That'll be linked in the next steps section as well in the show notes. So if you want to see what kind of podcast listening apps could be in your budget, there is a wide spectrum from you know, a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars. So depending on how much you want to put into your podcast at the beginning, that'll show you all of your options. And you can find the links for all those in the show notes of this episode. All right. And if you are interested in learning more about how to grow a podcast, let us know. So this is season one. And we are now starting to think about what would a season two of this show look like? So if you are interested in a how to grow your podcast season, let us know. I am Alvin Brook on Twitter, and you can reach out to me. And Jalan, what's the best way for everybody to reach out to you? I am not on Twitter, (laughs) but you can reach out to support at support at buzzsprout.com with any suggestions or ideas for season two, if you were interested in that. Thank you to everybody for listening. We hope that you've made it through. If you have launched your show and this podcast was important to you launching your show, please reach out to Jalan in the Sport Inbox or me on Twitter. Let us know what your show is. We're super excited to be part of your journey. We always end the show this way, but until next time, keep podcasting. Keep podcasting, y'all.